Ethos. I noticed something about my kids, but it's kids in general. Have you ever noticed this, Angela, when when they're corrected for something, misbehaving, uh, then one of their first instincts is to try to control a sibling or somebody else's behavior. Like they, they've got to set somebody else in the right because they've been corrected. Do you ever yes. notice that? Oh, yes. Well, yes. I also noticed that in myself, like it's true as adults is just as much as kids. Like when we maybe even self-corrected, like we've noticed we feel guilty about something and then all of a sudden like we need to control somebody else uh, because we feel out of control. And that's what I want to talk about today on the next Simple Step podcast is what do we have control of and how can we have a better focus of control in our own lives about whatever it is we're trying to improve our own performance. And uh, because I think that many of the recurring issues in our relationships, either with other people or ourselves, comes down to a locus of control. What do mm. I mean by that? Uh, well, I looked up the definition of control, make sure we're using the word properly. It just means to exercise restraint or direction over. And when you think about it, we have very little control over other people as much as we would like to. And I think about all the arguments that happen on social media. We're trying to control others' thoughts and then behaviors. We can hardly control our own. What are we thinking? We're trying to control other people. And a lot of times that's good intentions. I know you coach people struggling uh, with weight loss and you know body image issues. And so talk to me about how you think about this idea of control and, and what do you coach your clients uh, with respect to how to better control their eating and nutrition habits? Well, I mean, you, you said it. So people are trying to control things that are out of their control. And so then a byproduct of that becomes control, like for disordered eating, especially if you're talking about um, eating. Well, I, there's a difference to me between disordered eating and an eating disorder. So somebody who has an eating disorder, let's say anorexia yeah. or something like that, it, it isn't about the food. It's about control. Yeah. And a lot of times they feel like all the control in their life has been taken away from them. And the only thing they have left is the control of the food. So that's yes. the only empowerment they have. But when you say control, I like to, I would like to substitute that word to kind of think of it different, to reframe it. And instead of, I'm, I need to control everything, I need to stay empowered, mm. right? A lot of times when people are trying to eat or like in my space, they're trying to, they're trying to, their, their eating habits are disordered, meaning maybe they binge a bunch um, and then they don't eat anything. Or they just emotionally snack or they emotionally eat or, you know, or or they don't eat. So restricted eating is in my space, too, where it's I'm so stressed I can't eat right now. All of those things are indicative of how you're emotionally feeling, your emotional stuff. And the key is to feel the emotion, but stay empowered. So like you said with the kids, right? That's, that's, they don't really have as much emotional awareness. They're just kind of, you know, when they're really young, you're just trying to kind of figure out how to cope, right? So a coping mechanism becomes, well, let me try to control something outside of myself because something inside myself doesn't feel in control, right? And, and really it's, it's about reframing the situation. It's about surrendering to the situation and saying, this is what is happening right now. And how do I stay empowered? Because yes. you can't. The truth is the only thing you can control is you. And it's not even other people. I think that people struggle with this it, it, because, yes, people, you can't control other people. You can try. 
you can try to manipulate them, which is an attempt at control, but it's beyond that, right? It's beyond people. We have circumstances we can't control, right? Like there, we, I can't control the stock market right now. I can't control it. Well, and you can't control your parents and your upbringing, the things that they taught you for better or worse. Yeah. Uh, you can't control learn... what happened in the past. Right. Right. And you learn certain behaviors. You can't control our consumeristic culture. I love capitalism. I've been a beneficiary of that. However, there's a dark side. You're being sold stuff and ideas Mm 24-7. And not all of them, (laughs) a good number of them are not good for you. Right. Let yourself off the hook. There's no reason to feel guilty. But I do think about this idea. If you want to change your life, you do have to think about how can I take the power back? I love that. Yeah. So so it's not about control. So where I like to rephrase it with my clients is saying, wait a minute, what if this wasn't about control? Yeah. What if this is about being empowered? Yes. Because because I think people think they need to be in control and that disempowers them. Hmm. But what they're really looking for is to feel like they're winning no matter what. That's it. Well, because I think when you use the word control, it's like a hundred percent or zero. There's there it's, it's binary. An or nothing thing, right? But empowered, yeah. you just do that one step at a time. Yes. And today I you know, I'm going to be intentional uh about certain choices, uh, rather than just the default setting of you know, what other people are doing or the circumstances, uh, whatever the case may be. And so this is all this podcast is all about goal setting and really how do you want to set up your life? to uh, achieve your ultimate vision of where you want to be at the end of your life. It starts today by making conscious, uh, intentional choices, being empowered. I love what Jocko Willink says that uh, he's pretty hardcore, but discipline equals freedom. And yes. Oh my goodness. I just talked about this. (laughs) he's, He's crazy. Right. And not that anybody needs to work out as intensely as him. You have different goals than he does. Although if you want to have freedom in your life, you actually have to implement discipline, like choosing, deciding to do certain things and not do other things, limit uh, your own, because ultimate, you know, if you have boundless freedom, it becomes mutiny, Uh, you're out of control. And so to be empowered means you're going to decide uh, where you direct your power, where you direct your energy, and not just be subject to whatever comes your way. Yeah, I can, I can't always be in control but I can always be empowered. That's the thing. That's that's the thing. And it's the same way as the whole discipline creates freedom, right? Because if you link your freedom to an outcome, then that's out of your control. But if you link your freedom to my choices, then that is within my control. You know, what my next action is and things like that. And the same thing with control and and empowerment. So I'm reading an interesting book right now called The Obstacles the Way. I don't know if you've ever read yes. it. Love it. Um, okay. So you you get and there's a story in there. I'm just at the very beginning of it. And there's a story in there. Um, I don't remember the person's name, but it was a person who went away to prison for a crime he didn't commit. Mm-hmm. And he was given like life sentences and stuff like that. And he basically decided, hey, look, I'm gonna go to prison, but you're not gonna take my freedom. And he made the choice to continue to stay empowered, even though he didn't have control over a lot of things. And it ended up completely reshaping and changing his experience in prison. And also, ultimately, he ended up getting out and he ended up getting the real justice because he didn't commit the crime. Right. He didn't actually do this. And then he was exonerated later. But you talk about 
you don't get control over that situation, right? You have zero control. He chose to stay empowered and and take the power that he had. And discipline comes with that, right? Because discipline is a fruit of freedom. So as he's completely lost all of his outward freedoms, he's choosing to stay disciplined in his own freedom, in his own mind, and stay empowered and say, what can I control? Okay, then I will not let you take away my freedom inside, right? I will That's not right. That to you. And that changes everything because because we can't control even to that situation. We can't, you know, but it just goes to show you we can control our human will. We can control our human spirit. We can stay empowered within our human will and spirit, even if even in the most horrific of circumstances, which is, you know, like um, Eli Wiesel's, you know, uh, talks about it in Man's Search for Meaning, is it? Or Victor Frankel. Victor Frankel. Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm conflating two, <laughs> two about the same event. About Absolutely. Holocaust. Yeah. But Holocaust. He was imprisoned. They took away yeah. everything. Both Almost. of them were imprisoned and had to find the way out. Right. Yes. So to, we, you know, and that's the whole thing is, is if other people can figure out how to stay empowered in the most horrific of circumstances, then there's the way. There's a way that all of us can learn how to do that. Absolutely. And I just want to encourage you, whatever it is that you're not living up to your own standard, I want to encourage you uh, to think about that, to not feel guilty because that really doesn't uh, help you be empowered, but just to acknowledge the reality that your life is perfectly designed to get the outcome you're getting right now. And there's lots of things that maybe have happened to you that you wouldn't have chosen. And we use the extreme example of being imprisoned. So at least you don't have that going (laughs) against you. Hey, you Um, woke up and you're not locked down in a prison or a concentration camp. You may may have an awful job, but you get to go home at the end of the day. And you can choose to leave the job. Right. Like you can't choose to leave prison. You can choose to leave your job if if you think about it. Totally. And so I, I think in terms of we're we're holistic human beings, mind, body, spirit. So what are those things that you're not living up to your own standard? Uh, maybe, you know, it's spiritually and you've kind of outsourced that to a church or some other religious guru. You read lots of books or, or something, you know, because I'm guilty of that reading books. Uh, well, that's great, but application is where the rubber meets the road. And so, you know, how am I being uh, present with my family and, you know, loving and respecting my wife and my kids? And maybe it's physically. I want to talk to men of a certain age for a minute. Having turned 40 in the past year, I'm noticing I'm late to the the fitness and wellness game. I was busy working and not really taking my own physical uh, health seriously. But somewhere in like one and two, like half of men over 50 are overweight, uh, unhealthy. And it's not about a certain number, but it's like you're shortening your lifespan and your actual capacity and energy to be there for your kids and your grandkids. And uh, if you were empowered and leading uh, by example, and I thought about this, tell my kids how to behave all day. I have, the older they get, the less control I have, right? right. Uh, and so yes. uh, the only hope I got is to lead by example. Yeah. Um, and and that's what I'm hoping to do, better late than never. And so I'm starting now <laughs> at 40. But uh, I just want to call other guys, you know, around my age, or maybe you're maybe you're a bit older. If you're in your 30s, good news, you have even more time. But to to really uh, make sure that you're physically just well, 
And not just waiting to get sick and then you go see a doctor, but think about health care, not just sick care, and how you can be there strong enough uh, to care for your family and, and to, to work and uh, just be around for a good long time as far as it's up to you. And so maybe it's mentally for you. Uh, maybe you do work out, but uh, just mentally you're exhausted and you have that revenge bedtime syndrome they talk about. So at right. the end of the day, you you've made too many decisions, you've done too many things, you just zone out and uh, binge Netflix. And there's been seasons where that was me. And I realized uh, I had to wake up that like, hey, I'm not actually uh, living the way I want to live. And I wondered how people lived without ending every night, just binging Netflix. And I realized, oh, that starts with uh, going to bed at the same time, waking up early enough so that I'm actually tired at bedtime and uh, fueling my body uh, so that I don't crash at the end of every day. And all of these things uh, kind of stack on top of one another. And so I would just ask you listening, thank you so much for listening. If there's a way we can help, please reach out. But um, what is it for you that you're not living up to your standard physically, mentally, or spiritually. And it may be all three because they're all connected. And how can you take the next simple step today? Uh, Because as you said, Angela, it's not about controlling everything. Like we're going to change everything overnight, Uh, but all you have is today. So what intentional choice can you take today to move in that direction? And I want to make one caveat too on that, which is if you think about the difference between control and empowerment, because what you were just describing with, I'm not going to binge Netflix anymore, right? I'm going to go to bed at a reasonable time. You're starting to take steps to empower yourself. Yes. But with control, a lot of times the focus is on, I need something now. And it's a right now kind of a reaction versus empowerment says, I'm going to make investments on creating a better future right? You're not necessarily looking for the right now. You're looking to to kind of turn the ship, so, so to speak. So like when you start to say, I'm not going to binge Netflix and I'm going to go to bed at a reasonable time, you may not immediately feel better tomorrow morning. It might take a week of that continual habit, the habit stacking that you did to really start to say, oh, I'm starting to feel better. It may not be an immediate gratification kind of a thing. But yet, usually when people are looking for control, they're looking for that immediate gratification. And so it's kind of a a switching of your mind of saying, you know what, the empowerment, I have to have faith. I'm going to have to use my faith muscle and say, I'm making investments. I'm going to make deposits in tomorrow by saying I'm going to bed tonight because I'm going to believe for a better tomorrow. And I'm going to believe for a better future by making these new decisions because you're not like the guy who was in prison. I can't think of his name in the book, right? Yeah. He didn't have any thing that told him you're going to leave except for his own decision inside of himself that I am going to be prepared to leave this prison. This is the outcome I want. I don't want three life sentences. I'm going to start training myself to leave this prison. And in faith, he had to say, I'm going to empower myself. Well, and it's being realistic because going back to Man's Search for Meaning and Viktor Frankl, he pointed out the people who had hope that they were going to get out by Christmas. And when Christmas came and went, those people died. Yes. Like they just withered away because they lost all hope. And he knew it was out of his control when he got out, but he kept his mindset that he was going to just show up and have a greater purpose today. And so we've, we've talked about this before about focusing on the process, not immediate results. Right. That's what the empowerment is in the process. Whereas the control wants, I want the result. I want to know this result is something I did. Well, the way you control the result is, is through the process. 
That's Absolutely. the only control you have. You don't have any. And say, you asked me about weight loss before. That's where people get all funny about the scale because they want to control the number on the scale. And the way you control the number on the scale is to control you doing the process. And you have to let there be faith and trust that I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to do this long enough until I see that number, no matter what. And that's what creates the emotional resilience. Absolutely. That's what creates it. Yeah. So yeah. now we've come full circle in this. <laughs> no, we have. And maybe just a final word of encouragement. I mean, who can you help? Because you've overcome some obstacles. You talk about that being the way we learn from these painful experiences. We don't always get it right. In fact, we more often than not, you know, learn from our mistakes uh, than the things we get right the first time we take for granted. And so, uh, you know, who can you help? Uh, because you're perfectly equipped right now to help the person you used to be. And so there are people that are where you were five or 10 years ago that are struggling with something that uh, you got some insight. Maybe you can come along and encourage, uh, not try to tell them what to do or control them, but encourage them. And then the flip side of that is there's somebody that's a few years down the road from where you are today that you could seek out as a mentor or a coach. That's why we both have coaches. We coach other yes. people because that's the quickest way um, that you can uh, get wisdom uh, from others experience before you have to go through some painful experiences yourself. That's why there's these big consulting companies that that are in business and, and they make a lot of money because it's a shortcut from having to figure everything out on your own. Right. And so, uh, you know, uh, life is a marathon, not a sprint. And so don't feel overwhelmed and have all this regret about where you wish you'd be or kind of comparing yourself to others journey. But it really is like, okay, you know, what do I want to change? How, where do I um, need to feel more empowered? Where have I just phoned it in? Because I'm on autopilot. I've been sold all of these ideas and I haven't really taken back, uh, you know, my power and uh, whatever that is for you, uh, then just break it down into simple steps. What process could I follow that a year from now, three years from now, you know, I'll be in a better place than I am today. Uh, because maybe the perfect time would have been five years ago to start, but the second perfect time is now today. Yes. Yep. And I just looking at the calendar, you know, uh, I think I love in the fall really, um, focusing on so-called new year's resolutions because it's kind of a hack for me. Maybe this will be helpful for you, but we all know the failure rate of New Year's resolutions is astronomical, <laughs> uh, right. and because it's all hope and no plan, and uh, and so um, I like to try these things. I get curious about whatever it is I want to solve. So curiosity is the key here. Not saying I'm going to master this or that. It's really like, what would it look like for me to have a, a regular bedtime and and you know, schedule when I'm going to watch my favorite show, but not do it every night. Yeah. Uh, what would it look like, you know, to uh, exercise every day? Or what would it look like to hire a coach? Just ask yourself the question, what would it look like? No commitment there. Just get curious and try things. But I love trying out my New Year's resolutions in October, November. That's uh, cool. That way there's no pressure. And then I kind of see what, what works for me. Uh, and then I, it, I've already 
got a head start. When it comes January and everybody's just, you know, all of a sudden listing all these things, I've already gotten about eight weeks of, um, you know, practice and failure, learning what didn't work uh, and really kind of queuing myself up for the start of the year. So I'd like to encourage you to do that, of find something in your life where you want to feel more empowered. You're not happy with the results you're getting. Don't blame anybody else. They don't control you. They don't control your power uh, Mm -hmm. and say, I want to take back my power. Who can I learn from that? is further ahead than where I want to be in this area and uh, go ask them how they overcame that obstacle, how they got to where they were and what their practices look like, where they went for help. How did they find the motivation when it got hard? And, you know, if we can be a resource for you, uh, just send us a text, the number 559-574-3210. And with that, uh, we you know wish you the best in setting those goals, taking the next simple step. We'll talk to you next time.